listening to episode 196 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Wayne as we continue our look at the Netflix Showcase Canada co-production of Travelers starring Eric McCormack. Yeah, you said it right so, that time, right? I said it right <laughs> that time. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Tyrone's email in a couple minutes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay, so here's my sad tale. It, it seems like I'm always talking about the weather here in Maryland. So our, you know, we, we have two zone heating, which, you know, a lot of people have separate heat, heat and air conditioning for two floors of the house. So our, our downstairs one, the heat stopped working. Okay. So, you Usually know, okay. no big deal. Right. I mean, it, 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 it's May right. uh, 7th. So, right. Exactly. No big deal. My wife, yeah, it's no big deal. We, you know, it's, uh, she's always hot anyway. So that's nice of you to say. I set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I set up the appointment for like the 19th or something. So everything's great. And then, of course, what happens to the weather here? It's been in the 50s for the last couple of days. Right. So, ah, uh, anyway. yeah, the people up north probably not going to really feel too sorry for you, though, there, Dave. No, well, I cleaned out my, my uh, fireplace, got it nice for the summer, and then had to go back and use it again today. <laughs> so, oh, well. Oh, well. What That's are you going to do? Story. <laughs> I know. I guess it could be sadder, could but be. Uh, before I go too far off on a tangent, as always, we want to remind you, we'd love to hear from you. Emails at sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab, record your own audio clip, send us the MP3 as an attachment or send us a tweet at sci-fi TV rewatch. And we encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. Nice. Now, now we mentioned uh, some listener feedback. Tyrone Ward uh, shot us an email and said, hey, guys, love the podcast. I do, however, have one small niggle, the pronunciation of Eric McCormack's name. You guys continuously refer to him as Eric McCormack when his last name has an A, not an I in it. It's pronounced McCormack. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I I think in our heads, I don't think we thought it was McCormick. I think we just maybe were kind of lazy about like not stressing the A very much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my notes, I always have it as an yeah, A. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm and, saying McCormack, and, but it's like like I have to actually like you know McCormick, like Mac. Okay. Well, I, well, I'm saying McCormack. It says like McCormick, but right. it's not. It's McCormack. Well, let me go into excuse mode for a minute. The Spice Company. That's pretty pretty famous i would think i mean it seems to be for us that that's in baltimore right, right. you know of what i speak is that an a yeah, or an that's i that's an i i believe that's an i so so that's my excuse right i'm so McCormick. used to saying mccormick right, because McCormick's of the company. company here right, right that's right. just annoying and i'm pretty sure sh- and i'm pretty sure tyrone's not buying that excuse He's probably not. <laughs> but i mean like anyway. again i think like in our heads we were pronouncing it with an a though it just yeah, wasn't maybe but, coming uh, across very well. Yeah, but anyway, Tyrone, thanks a lot for checking in with us and, and hope you enjoy the podcast. Now, sci-fi news this week, uh, network upfronts. Now, are you familiar with what an upfront is? Not at all. And I have no idea why they call it an upfront, but but once a year in May, the networks release a statement of which shows they're renewing, which shows they're canceling, and in some cases, which shows uh, will be airing for the first time in a coming season. So next week, we're recording on Sunday, May 7th. 
NBC and Fox are going to reveal their renewals and cancellations on Monday the 15th. ABC is going to be on Tuesday, CBS Wednesday, and the CW on Thursday. And obviously for me, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what ABC Disney is planning to do with Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. So I think we'll find out the fate. There's been some uh, reveals in the news that uh, according to unnamed sources, it's going to be renewed. Who knows? I, you know, uh, my, my guess is maybe we'll get something like a 13 episode season. Now, I did want to mention, you don't watch Preacher, right? No. But you're familiar with it. You, yes. You know. Okay. It looks pretty good, so, actually. It's, it's one of those ones where whatever I see, you know, the advert for it, I think, well, if I could even think about fitting in another TV show, that might be the one. But Well, it's one of those things that I watched episode one and episode two and DVR'd the, the remainder of the 10 episode first season and just never got back to it. So I'm sitting around this weekend, really nothing to watch. So I popped in episode three and it took me almost the entire episode to kind of get back up to speed with, with what's going on. But it's really good. It stars Dominic Cooper, uh, who a lot of uh, listeners know as Howard Stark from Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. And he plays the preacher. And then, of course, Oscar-nominated Ruth Nega, who we also know as Raina from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is a major player in this uh, it's kind of difficult to know what she actually is in this show. I mean, not that she's alien. I mean, she's clearly human. But, you know, this AMC supernatural thriller based on a graphic novel, and it's really getting good. I'm five episodes in. I found a podcast and just downloaded it before we went on the air tonight. So I'm really uh, looking forward to hearing what yeah these guys, I, I, they're guys because I saw their names in the little iTunes description. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, cool. uh well, I, I am bummed because Powerless got canceled. I saw that. Not yeah. that I watched it, but I did it's see that. It's pretty funny. You know, I actually enjoyed it. So it's a, kind of a bummer. Oh, well. But uh, well. yeah, oh, well. So it goes. And then, uh, but, um, you know, I know you don't want to hear this, but The Leftovers is just killing it, though, I think. It's just really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I told you. Obviously, with HBO Go, I can pick it up at any point and- so if I, you know, again, I, you know, like you said, I, I went this far. Why would I not finish? I mean, I do like to finish things I start, but it just, it's so depressing. I think I needed a break from it. You, you had, you had like a year break. What more well, break do you want? Well, they wore me down quickly. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. All but, right. You, know, you can keep like telling me what I'm missing at okay. lunch this week so all, right. all i could do is like hint darkly at what you're missing i can't really tell you you know yeah i know spoil so, everything all right well let's talk about travelers because yeah, we are here to talk about the penultimate episode number 11 of season one entitled marcy written by jason whiting directed by andy makita and this one aired december 26th 2016 wow um i mean this is one show we we sound like a broken record or i do anyway that that it just keeps getting better and better which i don't want to say we've been lucky with the shows we've been podcasting about because i think we put some careful thought into what we were going to uh look at but again you know we're on a good roll here dude yeah yeah we haven't really uh you know yeah 
we've, we've, we've got good shows that we've been talking about. So, I mean, we had a couple of dogs when we were just looking at pilots there for a while. Yeah. Well, that's why we just looked at the pilot, right? Because yeah. we didn't yeah. want to commit to something and discover three shows. It was, wasn't very good. So, yeah. All right. Well, one of the first things I want to bring up in my initial thoughts is the guest star, Tom McBeath, who plays Ellis, a.k.a. The Farmer, a.k.a. 0014. Yeah, I didn't realize he had a name. I just kept calling him 0014. That'd be nice yeah. to have Ellis. That's easy to type. Right. But big surprise, another Stargate alum, and Stargate fans will know him as Colonel Mayborn. That's not a surprise at all, Dave. I uh, know. And, and he was a, certainly a fascinating character in Stargate because you never really could get a good read on whether he supported Stargate team or whether he was trying to bring them down because there certainly were characters in the show that that were trying to bring them down and bring the whole Stargate program down. Now, for supposedly smart people, McLaren's team makes a lot of ill-considered decisions. And the one that I want to bring up is Carly asking Jeff to watch the kid for a couple hours and then staying away for two days. Yeah. Yeah, well, probably going with the could you watch him for a little bit in the first place was well, <clears throat> and it just kind of she she can't do this. She can't be a traveler and raise that kid straight up. I mean, that's just that's just the reality of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's one thing for Trevor to try to be a high school student and be a traveler, right? And it's one thing to be like a regular single mom. I mean, that's hard enough, right? To be a single mom like that has a job, but she's got a job that in the blink of an eye, she could, she has to go away and she could be gone for days. She could get killed. It's a dangerous job. So I'm not saying, obviously I'm not saying that, that women can't have jobs and be mothers at the same time. I'm just saying like her role as a traveler is incompatible with her ability to be, a, you know, a, a good parent to this kid. She, Evidenced by the fact that this guy who she despises, who is violent, who's an alcoholic, she says, hey, you watch him for a couple of days? Thanks. You know? Yeah. Like, that's well, a bad and, choice. You're right. That's a terrible, terrible choice. And, and that's what's so fascinating about this show is that that each of them has been given options, and they seem to choose the option that makes their traveler duties more complicated than they really need to be, and they're pretty darn complicated to begin with. Sure. So. Now, one thing that maybe will get a little bit easier is this uh, Trevor Grace thing, now that Grace is a traveler. Right. Well, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so he age. Can, yeah, he can, he can work that now. Right. Age doesn't mean anything anymore. Right, right. Now, but what we do learn from Grace, and, and I guess as we talk about Grace, I think the assumption is, obviously, she's a traveler now, that we learn that there's a group attempting to topple the director, which yes. adds a whole other uh, story arc. Which to- surprises them. So, you know, apparently not a thing when they left. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and that, that these people that they're now in contact with are all part of this, I guess we'd have to call it a coup. Yes. So, now- we do get, and I think any good time travel show at some point has to clue us in on some of the rules, and I'm not sure I'm any clearer on, on the yeah. rules. But but these rules when, seem pretty like right. these are the when, rules, so um, the setting will always be this time period. 
For some pretty complicated reasons having to do with ripples in space-time, we can only go as far back as the arrival point of the most recent traveler. Right. So I'm sure there's logic in that, and maybe even science, at least time travel science. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Science with the severe finger quoting going on. I mean, I mean, Continuum was pretty clear with its time travel rules. Was it though? Well, I think so. I mean, they they established the, the whole idea of the the grandfather paradox pretty early on. Remember when they yeah, killed? Uh, I mean, I think they kind of established it, right? But then they went to this branching off of timelines, and I just stopped worrying about all that stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the show, <laughs> right? So, uh, so they're only able to come back to the computer age. When, you know, I think Again, the whole idea is like, why? right? Why, why don't Why don't you go back and kill Hitler? Right. Well, they can't. Can. because they need the precise time of There's death probably to computers be able to... around back then though well yeah yeah they had the, Alan the, Turing. yeah exactly i was about to say the the enigma device right yeah so yeah i, I mean i guess but uh, so maybe they would argue hitler i think they're just you know wussed out well they need the exact time of death so i guess that's what they don't necessarily have a record of in you know that's got to be i guess in the digital age or it's at least it has to have been put online at some point. I don't know. Anyway, like you said, <laughs> yeah. we can get caught up in the little details. I and think we just them. did. Yeah. <laughs> now Marcy's choice is pretty monumental. Yeah. Live in this body at the expense of her memories or die. And I guess on the one hand, it's not as easy a choice as it seems. Well, it, it doesn't, I don't think it seems an easy choice at all, but I think, who I know Carly said, I think Trevor did too. It's like, you've got a duty here, you know, like right. you're, you're not here to live your life out. You're here as a job. You're on a mission. It's pretty clear what, what her choice needs to be here. And, and, you know, and while you, as a, you know, you understand the human level of it, of, you know, I'm basically, dying the new person it's going to be me but not me it's going to be me who hasn't experienced the last couple is it weeks or months i think it's months yeah but i could months. be wrong yeah we'll say months you know so it'll just it'll be a me like when i arrived so you know killing off basically the marcy that that existed before but again you know the your your duty here is clear right yeah, I mean, that duty to which you refer, they, they call it the grand plan, and, and they all took an oath to it. And I was a little surprised Max stands up for Marcy and her desire to have an option to die on her own terms, because, again, we've all, we already know how important the team medical person is. Sure. And, uh, you, you know, to, to just take that option and leave the team one person down and, and that person... On, on top of it just seems kind of short-sighted. Right. But I, th well, I, I think this kind of goes to his, you know, I mean, that's like a good leadership call because you trust your people to do the right thing, right? Sure. So it's like a coach, like, you, you, you know, you can be one of those coaches who is very detailed and tells this player exactly what they have to do all the time. Or, you know, you give the kids the skills and you say, go do it, you know? Go play yeah. the game, 
Right. You know, and I trust you to go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Now, if you don't, you're going to get benched, but, you know. Right. I mean, and there is a certain amount of pathos involved in this decision because of the relationship that seems to be forming with David or, or kind of uh, transforming, if you will. But but I think all the other members, save maybe Philip, can really see themselves in Marcy's shoes. And, and I just say Philip because it seems like the only contact he really has other than the team is with Ray. And I don't know that that would be any great loss for him emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, something happened to that relationship. Sure. But all right. Well, the opening scene, we see that older farmer heading out on his tractor and we can see that his machinery is going to get caught in that wire, which seems kind of like a stupid thing to do. You, you, yeah. you would like you would like to think farmers ha- have been through so much they would really be careful. I mean, if we see it, why didn't he see it? Yeah. I mean, well, we know he's going to die. It's why we see it is one reason. Well, that's but, true. But also, like, if you got a big, you know, machine auger, um, you know, the obviously the barbed wire should be well, well, well away from it, you know? Like, you know, he's obviously digging, uh, you know, fence posts to put up the barbed wire, but dude, you know, that's just, you have the barbed wire, like, sitting right next to where the auger is going. You kidding me? Like... You just start this job yesterday? Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, you know, I don't know if it's just that there are so many genre shows out there and that I don't have time to look at, you know, different communities to read what people are saying about different characters. I mean, we haven't talked a whole lot about shipping with travelers. I mean, we've certainly talked about the relationship between Marcy and David, but if there are any marcy and david shippers out there well they finally got what they've been waiting for the two of them wake up in bed and while she initiates a morning round god bless her (laughs) the bleeding from her nose and dizziness puts a halt to that so uh, i I am not down with this okay why not yeah and maybe i'm just being a little (laughs) fuddy-duddy this really bothers me that he Grant whatever the situation, but now all of a sudden she's like, you know, like has the cognitive abilities as just as everyone else does, uh, whereas previously Marcy didn't. That it's a professional relationship, and now he's having sex with her. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, it's I know it's just I I I know I. I mean, I get it on the one hand, like they're, they're in love with each other, they're following their hearts and all that stuff. But, you know, that, that, th- there's certain things that you don't follow your heart. Like, you know, we're teachers. You can't just say, oh, oh, I really like this student, so I'm going to go off of there, you know, or you're a priest. And I like this person, so I'm going to go, you know, like you, there's no, you know, there's just no. Sometimes it's just no. When it's a professional relationship, when someone is in your care, it's sometimes it's just no. You just don't go there. And he totally went there. All right. Well, I guess my question, do you think she pities him or does she maybe realize, hey, I'm going to die. I kind of like this guy. It's been a while. Because like you, why the sudden change? Yeah, I, I don't, well... I mean, like, I don't know. what do you mean change, I guess? Well, I mean, you know, she seemed to just 
be content to have a platonic relationship with him. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you know for her. Well, I think that it it developed. You know, like they're playing house together and everything, and you know, it just kind of happened. I, she doesn't strike me as someone who has been in a lot of previous relationships. Okay, that's fair. You know, yeah. <clears throat> because it, it seems like it's kind of like this is maybe one of the first guys who kind of paid attention to you, took care of you and everything. And, and so for her, that take goes to a different level, you know? Right. Um, because we forget, okay, we see the Marcy whose body this consciousness has inhabited. If she had the intellect she has, we know there'd be no shortage of suitors for her. Right. Right. But like what you're getting at is we don't know what she's like in the 23rd or 24th century. Right. And like you said, maybe completely inexperienced. Yes. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe not. I don't know. It just seems that, listen, David is okay. All right. And he's a, a, a nice guy. But like I said, it's just the, the fact that, you know, I like her and she's hot does not give you the ticket to to break what, it, you know, the, the professional relationship that exists. Yeah, here. but does it exist anymore? Yes. He, he's still the person, like, even no matter what, like, when that first started off, she was a person who needed help and he was a person who helped her. You know? So, I mean, this is just where I'm saying, and uh, am I being perverted by saying this? How far is it? For, it was. It didn't seem like it was very difficult for him to make that jump, right? Right. So, you know, was there were there feelings for him like this before? Yeah. You know? Right. What's he thinking that? Hey, you know, Marcy's actually kind of cute. You know, too bad she's not all with it. But you know, yeah. Maybe if she had all her cognition, then I, you know, I'd be all over that. You know? Well, I don't know. I, I guess I, I like I, I, David more as the show goes on, and I, I'd like to think he's a good guy. And look, I mean, while he may have thought she was attractive, I, I think he just accepted that this is who she is. It's, you know, no, that's not going to happen because certainly he couldn't anticipate happening what did happen. So, yeah, but, you know, despite not being able to anticipate is not an excuse for allowing it to happen. Well, you know? true. So, all right. Well, listen, the the other part of the opening scene, because they, they give us a lot in a, a little amount of time. We see Trevor bandaging himself and we've got to wonder how he plans to hide the fact that he just grew a heart inside his abdomen or actually on the outside of his abdomen or whatever. Yeah. And he starts biking to school. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I guess. All right. Well, I liked how they set this episode up. So well, I guess we'll start with Trevor and Grace. And we see that initial death clock at seven minutes. But it's kind of unclear to whom it refers, which right. usually we know right away because we see the scene that's unfolding. But when Trevor hides in the backseat of Grace Day's car and then injects her with something as the death clock winds down, we realize that, you know, he must have seen her name on Philip's death board and, and he's trying to do something about that. At least right. that's what it seems at this point. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't think I, I didn't go there with the death board thing right at first. Um, I, you know, that, but, you know, when you think about it, obviously, logically, that's how he, he knew. 
<clears throat> that that she was going to die. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, but I do like the fact that as we've alluded the last six, seven weeks or so, who's going to be the first to have the truth revealed? So when he tells her that our mission's to save the world, Miss Day, I'm from the future. I'm like, okay. Now, the fact that she knows he drugged her and brought her out in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere can't possibly influence her thinking that he's a crazy person, could it? <laughs> yeah, no, maybe. But, you know, yeah. as we said, who's going to be the first? And knowing how it's going to sound, it's it was kind of fascinating. And maybe this is her psychology background, how, how she deals with it. But why does Trevor choose to reveal details about the director and the historical record? That That I thought was kind of interesting. You know, because to yeah. her, what is it going to matter? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, it felt to me like, like I've been wanting to tell you this for so long. Here, I'm going to come clean and just tell you the whole deal. Right. And, and, and then I mean, I'm going to drug you. Right. And, and I mean, at this point, we're thinking the only logical conclusion, certainly in her mind, is that he's delusional. Sure. But, but we're well, who, thinking. Who wouldn't think that, right? Well, well, right. And and we certainly know that the mind wipe exists. But I guess for me, I'm thinking, okay, well, he probably doesn't have the drug. It's probably only Marcy that carries it around. But of course, that turns out to be not true unless yeah. he just stole them from Marcy. It, it, right. Exactly. Yeah. He could have done that. Which true. is. And, and you wonder whether, and again, not that it's that big a deal, you wonder whether they all carry that with them in case something happened i was gonna say in right. case something it, like this happens but in case you randomly gotta wipe someone's memory yeah right i guess but, I, you know it would be something handy to have on you but I, you know what I, I liked of this is like how we see the farmer and grace and marcy and we don't know which of them is gonna die like which of them the counter is for or maybe it's for all of them right yeah, exactly which is again one of the beauties of this episode and it, and its story. Well, yeah, and I just I love how they use that because again they, they they don't overdo it with the counter. They could you know because that's something you could really overdo and you'd get tiresome. So when they use it discriminately like that, it like really has a strong dramatic effect. The minute you see it, you know someone is doomed, right? right. And, right. and so it just kind of adds that level of intensity to the scene. Now, again, we talk a lot about stupid decisions characters in, in a lot of shows make, and, and you know, generally it's you've got the bad guy down on the ground, and you're going to taunt him, and you're going to give him a chance to come up with a plan that's going to turn things 360. So when Grace whacks Trevor and then drives away, we're thinking like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And you're not some 17-year-old kid. You shouldn't be this stupid. But yeah. A traveler arrives, and then uh, I love the scene where, where the new Grace dresses down Trevor for altering history on his own, which, you know, again, we've talked a little bit about previously, tells him that she made a call, and and we're wondering, okay, well, why is this important, and, and what exactly is she talking about now? And really, right. we only got one more episode to go at yeah, least in yeah. this season. Right. And they're, they're throwing you know, the two brand new characters at us and everything and all kinds of plot twists. It's, it's a lot going on for a second to last episode of the season. Yeah. Now, one of the things that's going on, as we've said, is Marcy's deteriorating health. And 
understandably, she's really scared and, and, they, you know, they do a nice job of throwing us off balance, wondering whether or not this is where she dies. But of, of course, it's the farmer. And just as he's about to be pulled into that huge auger that you were talking about, as it burrows into the ground, a traveler arrives. And, and of course, he frees himself at the last second, which, uh, you know, I guess they don't necessarily have all the details of the person's death. I mean, maybe they do. Well, I mean, they, they had enough that, like, he knew to reach for the scissors and to cut himself or the, the clips or yeah. whatever. Tin snips, I guess is what he had. Yeah. Good. Point. Um, that, you know, why didn't the original guy, you know, like, I guess didn't, I guess panicked, you know, and didn't have that same presence of mind to, uh, to, you know, they had a tool right nearby that he could use. Right. Well, and, and you know, obviously one of the issues that, that kind of hovers over everything in this episode is whether or not, Marcy's going to choose to lose, you know, the last few months of her time in the 21st century so that she can continue to live and continue the mission. We understand about the mind wipe, but but we get a, a little look at it kind of up close and personal when we see Mac making coffee for Cat, thinking it's a big deal, which I guess for him it kind of is making the coffee. Right. She gives him the cold shoulder, though. Well, yeah. So you know, it's funny because at first I thought maybe things were okay because they were well. You know, it looked like she might be on the verge of moving out. So the fact she's still there, I'm like, oh, maybe things are okay. But uh, no, right? Because I mean, that mind wipe has sent her back to the time when she thinks he's cheating on her. Which, of course, we know he is, but, well, he is and he isn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll just leave it there. Yeah. You guys out there know what we're talking about. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, things, think, things are, are bad. They're, they're you know, quite right, bad. Right. And, right. Well, you know, right. And, uh, and, and she says, you know, well, and again, like, <clears throat> you know, here's the deal. I, I assume he was in the FBI when they met, right? Because I think when we got those flashbacks – that earliest one when they're in the Jeep when she fixes the tire, I, th- I, I'm pretty sure they said something about being in the FBI, but, but anyway, I mean, that's his job, right? So he gets a call for his job. He's got to go. And she's like, Oh, well you have your priorities. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I do because you know, this is my job. This is, this is how we live in this house. Yeah. You know, like I keep pointing out before, like that's how she gets to have kind of like, she gets to do what she wants with the the furniture restoring business, um, but you know someone's got to actually you know rake in the some money and you know like give Pay him a break, rent. cat. You know, I know, I know. Well, we cut to Marcy in the hospital. David and Mac are in attendance, and 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 of course she thinks everything is bleak, which I, I guess on the one level it certainly is, it, it, and, and yeah, she doesn't definitely. think anything can be done. You know, mm-hmm. he's not so sure. And then we find out that the team's supposed to greet new travelers, including a, I can't, did they drop off the first zero? It sounds like they started just calling them 014 right. or 014. Right. They they start doing 0014. And then later on, I think it just goes to, I keep putting zero. Oh yeah. They just say 014, like later on. I did notice right, but, that. Right. But they are all impressed that this is such a low number implying and maybe even indicating that it's an important individual. Well, not implying. Mac, I mean, they say it straight yeah. out. You know, like right, right. And, and Mac, of course, hopes this person is going to be able to save Marcy. So then, 
I guess my question is, doesn't this imply that Mac assumes the director knows about Marcy's problem? And I think we talked about that before. If the director is really watching everything, why would he or she not want to cure Marcy? Yeah. Well, I mean, because there's, you know, Marcy is not as, you know, maybe what they would say back in Seinfeld, sponge worthy. Okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> Remember that one? Go. I do. <laughs> so, you know, whereas Grant was, you know. Okay. Uh, McLaren, right. you know, they they shot the moon to, to save him. So he clearly is a, a big deal. Uh, but uh, the director is not interested in, you know. Or, or maybe the director knew already what was afoot with Grace and, uh, you know, 0014. Um, that is like, we don't need to save her because, you know, that this computer program is going to go back and it's going to, you know, wipe her old mind and give her a new one. She's going to be good as new. Right. But of course they don't know that at this point. And, and well, they don't know that, but I, you know, the director could have well, known well, all well, this tr- stuff, right? Right. So, so when her MRI comes back indicating that she shouldn't even be able to communicate and they make the assumption that the picture's flawed and, and want to redo it. That's when Mac asks offer officer Boyd for help with Marcy. And you know, I, how much plainer can Boyd be stop contacting me? Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, you know, you, you got that, you know, like she's got a guy who just keeps texting her and she's just feeling like I was, I was clear and my desire for you not to text me anymore, yeah. but apparently you're still texting me. Yeah. Well, turns out she's the team's medic as well as leader because the leader got killed and she assumed that position as well. She does end up helping Marcy, gives her a shot that's going to help in the short term. But as she said, and this is kind of what you were saying a couple minutes ago, if the director wants her saved, then, you know, that's your only hope. And and I love David stepping in. And and, and I guess, as I said earlier, I, I'm really liking David a lot more as he, it just seems as if he's he's more assertive. He, he's less whiny, I guess, would be, you you think I'm wrong? Yeah, I, I mean, every, it's, it's an opinion call, man. <laughs> okay. But, but I find him to be plenty whiny. And and uh, and still easily cowed by uh, Grant. See, I think more than anyone, he deserves to be let in on the secret. No, oh come on. Well, who? We, okay, let's say we have to let one person in. Yeah, Cat. See, I don't think Boo. she's earned it. Oh, what? She she changed the tire. Yeah, that that's earning it, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll maybe talk. Maybe we'll put some thought into that question and and come back to that maybe next episode. Okay. Um, all right. Now, Carly and Philip are are kind of you know their stories. I guess aren't as prominent in this episode. She she of course gets the call from the social worker that Jeff's going to have custody because you left them for two days. Yeah. And, and as we said up front, that's not a very smart right. thing and to do. And the lady points out like, all right, so you're in the custody hearing. You're saying that this guy is unable to care for your kid, yet you left your kid with him for two days. So, yep. you know, that's what we call mixed messages. Right. And then I guess the desperation gets the better of her because she tries to bait Jeff into hitting her. And yeah, that's surprisingly, plan, though. Yeah. he, 
uh, he shows some restraint. He, he barely shows. She almost got him. I know. I guess so. I don't know whether he just kind of noticed out of the corner of his eye the security cameras that were there. But either way, he realizes what she's trying to do and just tells her to just to beat it. Now, Philip is on site to observe either a traveler arrival or the actual death, and and he sees the event that should lead to the death but doesn't. And then remembers the time that Trevor recognized a name on the death board and, right. and brings up the whole ripple effect thing and, and understands that events have begun to be altered from the historical record. And, and it starts to make sense to him why some of his bets are turning out wrong. Right. And I think, was it, yeah, like continuum where like, like the big things don't change, right? Like little things, like history can take like little hits and kind of carry on as before. Um, and I think we, we see that where, well, even like rerouting the, the meteor or the asteroid, you know, really seems to have, if, if any effect at all, now there's this group that's trying to usurp the director that wasn't there before. Um, so basically the things don't actually change and that, you know, history is kind of malleable and can take, you know, little minor change. So we say like some like, oh, well, if you, you know, go back in time and, and you do something and you kill your own grandfather, um, you know, do you exist and everything? Well, like if the time can, you know, maybe your grandfather does exist and then maybe you actually end up not existing, but the, the grand scheme of time will kind of carry on. Well, I, I guess in continuum, they kind of referred to it. I forget the exact name, but it was like the important individual or the famous person, the the person that that really made a significant impact on things that you take him or her out of the equation, and then you've really caused a ripple effect. The average person that's just you know the the work a day person, maybe not so much, but. Uh, either way, w- this all leads us into the next phase, which uh, turns out that Grace has the same mission, greet 014, but they still don't know his location, though. Now they've kind of pieced it together that it's the farmer from the opening sequence, and we learned that 014 wrote a backdoor hack that a faction in the future is desperate to get their hands on. And this is, of course, the group that's trying to topple the director, and I guess they want to use this computer code to do it. So O14 came here to hide it. Okay, so you came back two, three centuries to hide this code. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're looking at uh, the Terminator, right? Somebody else is going to come back yeah. in time to get this code. They're going to track the, you. The, right, right. Exactly. But turns out Grace is the director's favorite programmer, but obviously now working against him or her and claims well, is well, she, we, well, it's got to be one or the other, or is it just... I mean, we just kind of like assume that the director knows like everything that's going uh, on, right? So maybe the director actually knew, well, I mean, well, does know, because it's happened, right? It's now historical fact. So the director would know that Grace went back. And so maybe that was the plan all along. Oh, I like it. Yeah. You know? Ah, good one. I like that. So well, she claims I, I don't. I don't know. I don't well, know. She claims she made a mistake and needs to correct it. So again, how that might tie into your proposal, which I like. Yeah, we'll have to, nah, that's a good one. But 
I, I you. did love my, perhaps my favorite scene at the farmhouse is when all of them are, you know, talking about, you know, the, these really big issues. Oh, Trevor, by the way, why don't you put, put dinner together? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's like, you know, somewhat disrespectful, especially we know how old right. he is. Um, and, but maybe not as old as Gracer and zero zero fourteen. Um, but, uh, still kind of treat him as, you know, you're now you are, you're a 17 year old kid basically now. So maybe he's getting treated like as an inferior because, you know, uh, on the exterior, he's a 17 year old kid. So they treat him like he's right. a kid. Now you I mentioned guess. disrespect and I love David letting Mac know that, you know, I'm pissed that you used me. And you wonder why he didn't just simply say, just tell me what you want me to do and why. And obviously he can't give him the whole story yet. Although, as I said a a minute ago, I think he deserves it. But uh, Mac and Carly arrive at the farmhouse and we find out that Grace, and this was something that we've talked about, uh, you know, multiple times. She says she was in charge of the transfer program and claims they got a bit overconfident, which explains Marcy's host, among other problems, that ordinarily they would not have chosen a host that had those intellectual disabilities. Right. And then... Well, well it's it's like, you know, it's, it's they just Wikipedia, the, you know, like they didn't really do a, a apparently a, a deep... Um, amount of research on this they just found their facebook page and said okay there we go well that's true and and they bring up the whole concept of quantum entanglement as the basis for how they transfer consciousness so okay yeah okay whatever Um, (laughs) but grace's plan to treat marcy involves a reboot of her consciousness which is going to overwrite the one that's already in place, meaning she'll lose all the memories of her time in the 21st century to this point. So like I said at the beginning, it seems a small price to pay to be able to live in reasonably good health. Well, and, and again, I you know, bring back up again, a small price to pay to complete your mission. Right. Now, yeah. Grace kind of has a, pretty cavalier approach well i think the others recognize what this really means and you know maybe it's it's that grace hasn't ever been in the field you know it's one of those people like we talk about it in our job all the time you know did these administrators ever teach in the classroom and and you wonder (laughs) if that's part of it because as i said earlier i think all the members of the team can relate to what she's going through even even though Philip doesn't have anybody like each of them has. He certainly can relate to it. He's been close enough. So none of them are the same people as when they arrived. And that's just something that, that Grace doesn't seem to get. And all of them understand. And, and then says, she won't remember the most important part of who I am now, Marcy tells Mac. And I'm wondering what she's referring to. I mean, the relationship with David? Yeah. I mean, what else could it be? I, that seems like, yeah, that's like the biggest thing that really weighs on her here, which I think is crazy. You know? Well, well, not crazy. Well, I mean, I, she, she loves him, you know? So from her end, I don't blame her. She sees this guy. She likes the guy. She sleeps with the guy. She's not to blame. Okay, but here. take. You know, my issues are with, 
Okay, but take all that out of the equation. Isn't it reasonable that she realizes what he's done for her to make it possible for her to carry out her part of the mission? Yeah. Well, no, I I definitely, I think that's probably part of her attraction is like the fact that he's kind of been there for her, you know? Okay. So yeah, I, th- I think she totally is cognizant of that. But okay, uh, now, now we mentioned the uh, the idea of the Terminator, and and you know you guys out there know what we're referring to. Grace keeps mentioning whether or not they'll be safe at the farm. So is somebody coming after her from the future? And, yeah, and, and you would think that's that's it, of course. Carly confronts Mac about his backing Marcy's plan, but you know we all know what she's talking about, and then. It just seems as if everything's kind of going haywire here. And and will they be able to pull things together in one episode? I'm guessing no. Well, they're going to have to. Oh, right, right, right. We do know we have a season two, so. Yeah, yeah. We we are at an advantage there that of we get to watch this, or we get to approach this last episode knowing that it's not, a series ender you know there's you know that whenever you see that and you're you're watching a show that you know like this season agents of shield as we watch the last episode of this season we could be watching the last episode of the season or we could be watching the last episode ever and kind of the emotionally that affects how we watch it right right and and, you know certainly we had that come up with dark angel and and we said yep. at the time it right. was a relatively satisfying ending, given that I don't think they knew. Well, actually, they they did find out they were being renewed, and then the rug was pulled out from under them at the last second. Right. So, well, that leads us into the closing scene, which I'm still a little confused about because suddenly the death clock appears. Marcy grabs her head in agony. Did Grace do it without her permission? Yes. Okay. Yes. She totally did. It and anyway. then her, you know, response, you must be David. I'm told we're close. I don't, I don't mind that. I'm well, cool that. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I am too. Although the whole without your permission, on the other hand, you're a soldier and you, yeah. you do what you're told. Well, then that's what it boils down to. Grace is probably just like, I can't freaking believe that. And she's a very direct, like bull in a China shop kind of person like they they mention how her people skills are not spectacular sure. right and you can see that but i liked it you know i, I liked how direct and upfront she is and um you know to her the fact that i mean she's absolutely appalled that marcy is being given a choice here right and i think she's the most appalled by by grant you know, as a leader, not stepping in and say, hey, listen, this is your duty. There's no choice here. I, I, it sucks, I know, but you're a soldier. You're under an oath. You have orders. Follow your orders and carry yeah. them out, you know. Um, but he doesn't do that. Like I said, he's more along the lines of I'm going to hope, you know, my people make the right choices. But Grace is like, no, especially with everything she's gone through and everything she's risked to come back to this time. Like no, I'm I'm not gonna just let you, let you decide that you're not gonna do this. This is gonna happen. Yeah. Uh you know it really sets up a lot for this final episode, and it'll be interesting to see how much 
closure we actually get for some of these events. Uh, anything else uh, you got in your notes you want to bring up before we? Well, just the one thing is that this farmer with the uh, barbed wire right next to the drill, had he not survived it as he did in the original timeline, he certainly would have been a, a finalist for the Darwin Awards. Yeah. <laughs> so, And if you don't know what the Darwin Awards are, get Google out. So, yeah. All right. Well, another great one. We got one more to go. And then uh, I guess it's try to figure out what we're going to do next. And, and we'll, we'll give you a little bit. I think we know what we're going to do the week after the season finale, but we'll hold that from you guys for a little bit longer. So I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'd love to hear from you with follow-ups about any of the Travelers episodes we've been watching, Librarians, which uh, I guess we're probably about six months away. Anything else you think we should be watching, encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group. If you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the speak pipe tab which you can access through the website and we'll be back next week to discuss the season one finale episode 12 of travelers titled grace but until then okay dave i got like a serious question for you here okay sure for it okay dave dave when will you learn that i'm not an idiot <laughs>